Cutting to the ball in the post truth apocalypse. I'm Dan, as always, an academic Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. This week is JFK Part 2. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, they were going to talk about Oswald in this one because we talked about JFK last week. I think it's fair to have the, the two key characters in this tale explained a bit, their backgrounds explained. And then we're going to get into the conspiracies, and by the end, we might be in some kind of consensus as to how this went down. Or we'll certainly give our the re, the the one theory we think is the most plausible. Our observational opinion. We'll go through all the we'll go through as many conspiracy theories as we can, and then we'll go with what we think happened. Mm. How's that, guys? Yeah, man. Because it so, is pure speculation. We'll never know. No, we'll never. <laughs> and also, let's point out, listener. Don't take anything we're saying as fact. This is all fucking opinion. <laughs> don't be offended if it if if we crack jokes every now and then. I know it's a serious subject, but I can't help it. You say we'll never know, but we might do by about twenty one ninety seven when they finally release all the files. Twenty one ninety seven. We'll never know. <laughs> I'm gonna put myself on ice and get myself thawed out in twenty one ninety seven. Our brains that are in the jars, they'll know. Yeah, we're we going full future armor yeah. style, are we? <laughs> Man, I told you it was a security guard. <laughs> All we got to do is create a good enough band because they kept... What's their face, didn't they? Oh, what? Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, that was it. Yeah. Oh, and Future Armour, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you had pretty much every, everyone from the 20th century in a, as a head in a jar, though, wasn't it? Well, everyone from everywhere. They had George Washington's head somehow. Never yeah. quite figured that one out. I, th- I think they had Abe, Abe Lincoln as well. I'm not sure if Kennedy was there somewhere. <laughs> anyway... No, I don't think Kennedy yeah, was. Probably not, no. <laughs> I really don't. No. Head in a jar. Hmm. What did happen to JFK's brain? That's the question. Well, that's the other well. question. Where's the brain? Mm. Show us the brain, damn it. Robbie in his little box of brain. <laughs> Someone had that. Someone had that brain away. Let's thank some new returning listeners, and then we'll get on with it. We'll get cut into the... We'll take a deep dive into the conspiracy theories. Tayuman in Russia, Portugal in Orlando in America, Nice in France, Hearn Bay in Hastings in America, Brixton in the UK, Budapest in Hungary. Did you say Hastings in America? That was the UK. That was it. That that was the United Kingdom flag. Oh, I do apologise. Hastings in the UK, Battle of and all that. Yep, ten sixty six. Big up. (laughs) Frankfurt and Main in Cologne in Germany. Belgrade in, in Serbia. Brixton in France. <laughs> I'd already done Brixton. Grifton in the US. Stevenage in the UK. He's missing out the ones he doesn't know the flags of, isn't he? <laughs> I can't identify the Union flag. Clearly not. <laughs> you think it's America. And you skip Brussels and Ankara. Cause you I, can, I know what Brussels, the Brussels flag is. Edinburgh in the UK. Ashburn, Virginia. Guadalajara, Spain. There we Guadalajara's go. top. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So, Indeed. yeah, follow us on Facebook at Cutting to the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse. YouTube is Apocalypse Bull, and Spotify and SoundCloud are Cutting to the Bull in the PTA. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, message the page, reach out and touch us. Mm, we like to be touched. So, <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald. Born on October 18th, 1939, in New Orleans, Louisiana, in the U.S., Born to Marguerite Francis Chevere and Robert Lee, Robert Edward Lee Oswald Sr. His father died of a heart attack two months before his birth. His elder brother Robert Jr. also became a Marine, and his half brother from his mother's side was an Air, was Air Force veteran John Edward Pick. I don't know who that is. He must be famous. He'd be good if you're a famous like, Air Force pilot and your half brother's Lee Oswald. Mm. That'd be a shitter. Yeah, he was Mummy's special little boy. Was he? Yeah, obviously his, the dad died before he was born. Mm. He was like, nothing, Lee couldn't do any wrong. Mm. She, the mother is probably a bit psychotic as well, Marguerite. Mm. I always think anyone called Marguerite is a Margaret's already got a screw loose. <laughs> Myself. Well, because she's French. <laughs> well, yes. Look at, look, at, look at Marguerite off Trailer Park Boys. She was bloody screw loose, wasn't she? You, Oh yeah, Mother Marguerite. She's the one that like stabs the boys and things like that. With she's the old lady that comes in like halfway through it, about season six, season seven, and she like stabs the lads with scissors oh. and things like that. She's crazy. Oh, yeah, I, don't really I don't know. I think well, nine times out of ten, it's someone called Margaret who wants to sound exotic. Margaret. Mm. <laughs> Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> you know, Oswald received 
education from different schools in Dallas and Fort Worth through sixth grade. According to people close to him, he was very temperamental and withdrawn while growing up. He continued his seventh grade education in the Bronx in New York. So he's moved around a lot, this kid. His mom is moving him around. There's, there's not a stable family environment at all. And he later continued his education at Fort Worth in Texas. While in New York, he had a habit of truancy, which ended him at the juvenile reformatory for psychiatric assessment. Oh, they really... a bit harsh for truancy, for fuck's sake. I think it's because he's a dick, is what it boils down to. He's not just absent, he's a dick, he's quite violent... Nasty little bastard. He's a nasty yeah. little bastard. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Is that what they put on the report? That's what nowadays he'd have antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. And then they nasty little bastard. Nasty little bastard. That's that's the official technical term that was. <laughs> he enrolled at Arlington High School but again dropped out at the age of seventeen without a high school diploma. He had by this point attended twelve schools and lived in twenty two locations. Although he could read Marxist literature and considered himself one by age 15. He wasn't that thick then. Well, that's that's it, isn't it? Or, or was he? <laughs> <laughs> what is a Marxist? Marxism, and I'm going to simplify this because it's going to we could be here all night talking about this, is basically what communism should be, in a way. The people control the means of production, therefore... Yeah. Whatever's made goes to the people. Basically, it's a criticism of capitalism. Got you. Says that there's inherent flaws in capitalism, i.e., the fact that it's eating the planet alive. Yeah, we're not. We're not on about your manifesto. Just what <laughs> Marxism is. Karl Marx wrote the manifesto. Oh, he yeah. did, and he wrote other things as well. Mm-hmm. That's capital. Was a bit of a hypocrite, though. I think he's done like an episode on this kind of thing before. No, no, no. I no, did it. No. You Geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, it's about the people owning the means of production. Therefore, there isn't a, a worker class and an yeah. elitist owner yeah. class. Okay, so you're all more, comrade workers. More shared amongst the yeah. shared amongst the the people that actually do the work. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. fucking. You, you earn the fruits on, of your labour. I reckon I'd be on at least Mate, thirty pound an hour. There's thousands of worker cooperatives out there that do it in the world. You know, it isn't just one formula where you've got the sea at the top there are well if anybody wants a really good forklift driver and you are one of these cooperative companies just let me know pete's been converted to marxism in in, in less than three minutes (laughs) (laughs) there's one company i just want to earn good money for example there's one company in america and he he gets he gets paid the same as his employers which is like sixty-seven thousand pounds a year so it's still a decent wage then extremely decent i'd say it's quite good yeah and he's like i could you know, I could take a million pound and leave them on poverty wages, but he's like, I don't want to do that. I want to do it a different way. Let's all live nice. Let's all live comfortably. Yeah, mm. yeah you it share the profits. Makes a happier working environment. Workers, less stressed, more affluent. Probably a hell of a lot more productive. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to pay that. Pay me that much. I might actually do something for most of the day. <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't the only person listening to this that didn't no, know no, what a no. Marxist was. So. so that's the basic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I am one. I'm confirmed. Oh, there we go. Pete's still a Marxist. Don't you fucking dare go assassinating people. I won't do that, don't worry. So dropping out of school, Oswald joined the United States Marine Corps on October 24th, 1956. He was posted to the Marine Corps Air Station El Toro after his training. also went to Japan and he was also trained in shooting and classified as a marksman, which is the middle bracket of US Marine Corps Still shooting. a fucking good shot though. You well, hit him 55 out of 60 shots on target kind of thing at that kind of rate aren't you? I don't know to be honest maybe it's, it's the second rank so maybe second level sharpshooter is the highest and expert is the bottom but the Marine Corps trains all its soldiers to a really high standard mm. as regards accuracy anyway so mm. if you're a marksman in the Marines you're probably a sharpshooter in the US Army kind of thing if you know what I mean standards higher he was court-martialed three times first for accidentally shooting himself in the elbow Uh, with an unauthorised gun so he got his own gun in there how the hell did you accidentally shoot yourself in the elbow and this guy's meant to pull out three (laughs) shots in how many seconds five seconds 5.6 yeah Yeah. if you might you shot yourself in the elbow you never misses mate (laughs) He, it like that. he, he was 
cleaning it apparently. He bought a, he bought a gun on the streets out of his After gun shop and was cleaning it. It wasn't authorised. He shouldn't have it in the barracks because you, you don't let soldiers walk around with an authorised firearms. And right. he was cleaning it while it was loaded. He'd forgotten to take the round out oh and stuff. Must have been one in the spout and he never did a proper safety check. That's sort of basic though, isn't it? That's Yeah, that is really basic. And you'd have thought of somebody that's been through exactly. basic training. Unless it's an really... unfamiliar firearm to him. Well, we don't know how far he was through the training. I mean, it might have been the first or second day, we don't know, do we? No, he wouldn't have been court-martialed. Yeah. You'd only be court-martialed as a fully-fledged. Oh, uh, would you? Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't get court-martialed, you'd get booted out. Oh, right, fair enough. Then he was fighting with a sergeant, which isn't a good idea. Should have fragged him. <laughs> <laughs> he left the Marine Corps on September the 11th, 1959. So he lasted three years. He was a radar operator, basically. That's what he did. That was his job. He was a radar operator. Still, right, well, get, one yeah. thing that gets me on this is why would you let somebody that's clearly unstable and a loose cannon join, become a fighting machine during the Marines? That Isn't that exactly the sort of person yeah. you want to join the US Marine Corps? Well, yes and First no. First in, last out. Yes yeah. and no. You don't want someone who's uncontrollable, you're right. That's, but you want someone thing. who's a bit of a twat. And it's not hard to convert that behaviour to organised being a twat, which yeah. is what being a frontline infantryman is. But they clearly didn't fucking get it with him. Court martial three times. No. and the way he left, sh- wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. But it just doesn't... Why would you fuck? I, I hope now their psychoanalysis protocol of yeah. new recruits is a little better than it used to be. <laughs> I hope so, because I know ours is. There was two famous shooters in American history. The guy who shot all the people from the clock tower in Texas. He was a yeah, US Marine as well. Yeah. Then, you know, it's like, hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd imagine things are a lot different now. It's worth pointing out, while he was in the Marines, he was reading the Communist Manifesto. You know, he used to call his, his fellow Marines comrade. They used to call him as Waldovich. You know, he was well into it. And you've got a US Marine who's spouting communism. This yeah. is probably one of the reasons they threw him out. Yeah. Well, he did have a thing for Russia, didn't he? He, he did. He went to live there, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get into that now. He travelled to the Soviet Union arriving in Moscow on October 16th, 1959 on a one-week visa. He was refused a Soviet citizenship and was asked to leave after his visa expired on October 21st. However, he tried to commit suicide in the hotel bathtub so they kept him in under psychiatric observation. Because obviously the first thing the Soviets going to do is go, this guy's a fucking spy. Used to be a US Marine. Mm-hmm. He's got in there going, I know all the fucking Marine Corps codes. I know their radar codes. I know how to use it. And they're like, you do realise they've just changed the codes by now. Mm-hmm. You've left. You've been gone a few months. It's an older code, but it does check out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass Empire guys. It's a Star Wars reference, if nobody else got that. It's Mike, um, we should have known it was a Star Wars reference. <laughs> he was later allowed to stay in Minsk under surveillance with the fear that he was a US spy. He married Marina Pruskova in October, April 1961, and on February 15th, 1962, they had their first daughter, June. However, working 12 hours a day in a Soviet television factory, six days a week, he got a bit bored. This isn't the Soviet utopia, this isn't the communist utopia he was promised. Well. And he gets a bit disaffected with life. He does try and rip up his US citizenship at the embassy, but fails to destroy his passport. Uh, made from sterner stuff, them passports are. Oh, they're quite tough to rip up. Never tried, but I'd imagine so. Um, he's not a nice guy to his wife either. He is a wife beater. Mm. Don't know why she stays with him, or even to this day defends him. You know? Can't help you fall in love with sometimes. Also, probably if she, you know, just if she, I don't know, I get the feeling she's terrified of me still being kicked out sometimes when she, when she speaks. Mm. So, yeah, he got a bit fed up with the Soviet Union and he applied to the US Embassy in Moscow to return to the United States to his family and was granted a repatriation loan of $435.71, which I imagine was a fair bit of money back then. Mm. You're talking like 10 grand equivalent. Sort of no, no. Oh, maybe not quite that much. No. A couple it's of thousand. It's enough to get home, isn't it? It's a few grand, though, isn't it? Quickly, yeah, easily. Yeah. Now, back in the US, Oswald settled in Dallas with his family, and he took the alias A. Hiddle, which he used in making a mail order for a second-hand 
6.5mm calibre Carcano rifle. World War II Italian vintage. 6.5mm is is a hefty rifle round. It's, it's a World War II rifle, isn't it? So it's, it's a hefty, hefty thing. What size, sorry? 6.5mm. Pretty much the same size as the round that the AK fires, isn't yeah, it? Virtually, yeah, virtually. Virtually. So... A Hiddle, he was always doing this with aliases. His mm. wife he used to piss his wife off. And it was one of the reasons that she was like, this, but when he assassinates Kennedy, he's not with his wife. Right. And one of the reasons is that she finally kicks me. He's like, you promised me you would stop making these stupid aliases up. You're clearly up to something. So, you're yeah. out, basically. He also acquired a .38 Smith & Wesson Model 10 revolver. He actually made a failed assassination attempt on a retired U.S. Major General Edwin Walker on April 10th, 1963. So he surely tried to kill somebody. <laughs> the general, in the broadest political term, is a right-wing twat. He's as far right as you're going to get in America at this point. He's a Kennedy hater, mm. anti-communist, anti-socialist. Terrible political opinions, in my personal opinion. What sort of a failed attempt? Did he even shoot a gun? Yeah, he shot, he shot through the window and missed the general's head and then ran away. Was he arrested? Was no, he... no, he got away with it. He shot from a concealed position. Well, how did they know then if he got away with it? Oh, he told his wife he'd done it. Oh, right. There was an assassination attempt on the general. That was obviously reported to the police. Mm. And later on, his wife came and said, yeah, that was, that was Lee Oswald. Oh, okay. He left for New Orleans at one point to set up the branch of a fair play for Cuba committee. He heavily shifted to pro-communism and he distributed pro-Castro leaflets. And he did later try to unsuccessfully return to the Soviet Union through Mexico City. After returning to Dallas, his wife, one of his wife's friends got him a job at the Texas School Book Depository. The Cuba thing's interesting. He was quite happy. He was fair play for Cuba. He's a Marxist. Is it enough to make him an assassin? doesn't sound like it, does it? Especially against somebody like Kennedy. The general, I get, is the completely opposite, yeah. politically opposed yeah. to him. He wants yeah, communists to be shot. Let's not forget, Ke- Kennedy's public position was anti-communist. Of course it was. It but was. His, but his, uh, yeah, I suppose it wouldn't have been known at the time, would it, that his real position was a lot different. Plus the failed Bay of Pigs, that doesn't look good, does it? No. no. But again, that was him. He was trying his hardest not to do that and yeah but the public just seen you know yeah he was a person at the time and he let it happen and one of the uh, biggest criticisms of kennedy from the right side of american politics was he was soft on communism he didn't want to get involved in vietnam mm. he didn't invade cuba the bay of pigs it was seen as a bat down the cuban missile crisis in a way not so much a massive bat down but certainly a bat down November 22nd, 1963, at 12.30pm, Oswald allegedly fires three shots at President J.F. Kennedy from a window on the sixth floor of the depository building using a rifle. Also wounded, Texas Governor J.B. Connolly. Obviously, we know about that. At 1.15pm, he shot Patrolman J.D. Tippett, who tried to invest in time to interrogate him as he looked like the president's killer, per the description given by police broadcast. He was arrested in the Texas theatre and was charged with the murder of the president. He denied claims that he killed the president. I'm a patsy. Yep. Two days after his arrest on November 24th, a Dallas nightclub owner, Jack Ruby, shot and killed Oswald, saying that he was distraught by the death of President Kennedy. And he was. You know, closed his nightclub, had a painting portrait of Kennedy up, black ribbons around it, you know. He was in mourning, he loved Kennedy. What was it with Jackie? He was like, oh, you know, he's left, he's killed, he's taken that woman's husband away, his children lost their father, and I love Kennedy, I'm going to shoot Oswald. He was at the time, Oswald, being transported to county jail after interrogation, not at all concealed, just in the, in the parking lot underneath, and Jack Ruby's a nightclub owner, he knows cops. Yeah, he's friends with most of them, isn't yeah. he? You know, he's literally from there like, oh, you know, he's probably... There is some rumour that he was, like, given the nod to go down there, maybe. Like, oh, yeah, he can go down. Don't worry. Go on, Jack. He's not going to do nothing. (laughs) Well, maybe they did know he was going to do something and let it happen. Maybe. Mm. Ruby was given a death sentence on his trial on March 14th, 1967, 
Although that was reversed by a Texas appeal court in October 1966. 64 the trial. 64 the trial. But by 67 he's dead before the new trial could start. Mm. He's died of a fast acting cancer. Oh, I think all of that's a bit sus. I think he knew he had the cancer. The bloody was it MR, uh, the FBI was just like, you know, if you kill Oswald, then you know we can't really dig into this any further. Yeah, yeah, he course, can't. Yeah. He can't. He can't tell us that he'd been paid off by the CIA. Or you don't get a trial. You don't get all the facts in yeah. open court. Yeah, and it would have been a public trial. Yeah, surely. I think Oswald was hired by. Well, there is evidence that he was. He was hired by, by the CIA. The CIA. Well, they won't release his tax returns. Yeah, he, I think. his office where he distributed pro-Cuban leaflets was opposite a CIA branch. Mm. Right In New opposite. Orleans. Yeah, right opposite. And but also, he said the same building as the main anti-Cuban propagandist mm. in new orleans that's strange isn't it yeah, well, rent was cheap man rent was cheap <laughs> in that building <laughs> but yeah so he, he was he was clearly well so he's clearly i think he was paid off by the cia potentially you think he was instructed to i think he was instructed to kill him, him and then i think jack ruby was instructed to kill Lee Harvey Oswald before it well, goes to court. Yeah, well, Jack Ruby says that he doesn't remember, doesn't he? He says the two yeah, days. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all, it's all a blur. Yeah, easy to say him. that, isn't it? There was a weird thing with Jack Ruby. It's like his prized little possession was his pet, his dash hound, and he and he went everywhere with that dog. Right, but that day, he he went to go and wire one of his dancers some money for rent and food, whatever money he owed her. And then he left, took the dog back to the car, left the dog in the car and went down to the thing. That dog went everywhere with him. It was his wife. He used to call it his wife. Is he fucking the dog? <laughs> he might have been fucking the dog. Yeah, but he, he loved that dog. Yeah. And he left her in the car that day as if he, why, why not take her? Why? You're not going back to her, are you? No, no. no. Is he? A, was it an MK Ultra thing which takes us down a completely different bloody rabbit hole? Hmm. Was Oswald MK Ultra certainly on, like you said, Pete? I think he was certainly kept on as on a retainer fee by the CIA. Here's some money every month. When we need you, we'll contact yeah, we you. We will call you and I you think do when, what we say. I think when Oswald got disillusioned with the Soviet Union and wanted to come back, that's when they probably stepped in and said, you know, maybe, you can come yeah. back, but yeah. you're going to work for us. Well, maybe yeah. that, yeah. We've got um, a job for you. Well, just, just pretend that you're still pro communist and. Just yeah. dish out some leaflets. Well, they set him up for it in that respect. They didn't tell him he was going to kill the president until the day before mm. or something. Maybe, but yeah, I, don't know. But I think Ruby was hired to kill Oswald before Oswald then... Maybe. ...spurted out in the middle of court what had actually happened. Ruby's an odd one, isn't it? Because he says he doesn't remember, which could be a... You know, he's only had a death penalty, so... Maybe it's like pleading insanity kind of thing. But he was really, I mean, he, he was the only nightclub in Dallas shut that weekend for Kennedy's death. Yeah, all right. He, he, he was genuinely gutted about Kennedy because he saw, Jack Ruby's Jewish, he saw Kennedy as a friend to the Jews. Kennedy had put loads of, of Jewish people into his cabinet. But maybe he was also pressured into doing it because he had a lot to lose, not just his life, etc. But then they fought to get his... Life sentence overturned, didn't they? So maybe they had photographs of him fucking that dash. And they, it, there could yeah. have been anything. He could have. Got, he could have had fun. They could have been basically ransoming his family in a sense, like saying, "Look, if you want all your your mum, your dad, your uncles, and whatever, if you want them to have a shit life, then yeah." I don't know. On. I think they made it really easy for someone to have a pop at Oswald. Do you think, Claire? I mean, yeah, they. You know, they should have had him straight out the door into some sort of locked van, like, you know, secured up to boot. Yeah, bulletproof van, game in. Apparently, Ruby would have missed him by a couple of minutes if Oswald hadn't taken his time deciding on which sweater he's going to wear. Hmm. They're like, they bought him a couple of sweats. Like, oh, it's cold out. He goes, I want a sweater. And I go, all right, so they bought him one. He goes, I don't want that one. I want a green one. So they went and got him a green sweater. <laughs> he put it on. Interesting. And then he was obviously intercepted by Ruby, but if he hadn't have played a bit of played silly buggers, 
about the colour of his sweater. Ruby wouldn't have been. Ruby wouldn't have been there. Mm. Weird how things work out, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Right. Let's start with some conspiracy theories, ladies mm. and gentlemen. I've not heard this one. Badgeman. 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 He's a figure that was apparently present within the Mary Mormon photograph of the assassination of JFK. He's, conspiracy theories have suggested this figure is a sniper firing a weapon at the president from the grassy knoll. Although a reputed muzzle flash obscures much of the detail, the badge man has been described as a person wearing a police uniform. This derives from the bright spot on the chest, which is said to resemble a gleaming badge. It was taken a fraction of a second after the fatal bullet struck Candy's head. However, the House Select Committee on Assassinations found no evidence of hidden figures in the photo. This is the theory. There's a, there was a US Army vet on, that, on the grassy knoll, just stood... I think he stood over there, mm-hmm. and he said he heard a gunshot come from behind him, and he hits the deck. And this guy comes up to him, and he's like, what are you doing on the floor? And he's like, the shot was fired. He goes, no, it wasn't. And he flashes a badge. See, I'm a cop. I'm a secret mm-hmm. service agent. A couple of different tellings on that one. Well, there was a lot of witnesses that said they heard a gunshot from that direction. Yeah. But then you can look at acoustics of Dealey Plaza. I was, I was thinking the exact same yeah. thing then. The way the acoustics are, you think that you've got the, the, the tunnel bridge. I know it's not massive, but even 10 metres long, that's going to create masses of different echo mm. and bounce of sound. That ex-army guy is going to know where that fucking bullet's coming from, though. No, mm, doubt, yeah. no doubt about it. Not necessarily. He could have really he's, shit okay. hearing. Well, he's going ha- to know more so than your just average man on the street, isn't he? Potentially, yeah. but at the same time, if a... If a noise echo bounces from one wall to another, it can sound like it comes from over there. So if it sounds like it comes from over there, it sounds like it comes from over there. You, you can't differentiate that, can you? And also remember that someone was found lingering around there, weren't they? They were seen. Yeah. They were yeah. spotted. They were questioned. in the bush. They were questioned, weren't they, by police officers. They flashed a secret security badge. Flashed a secret service mm. badge, yeah. And the secret service say that they had no one outside the motorcade, which looking back was terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's probably really should have had someone in that book depository. So I think it's safe to say there was somebody there. Maybe. Where's the evidence, though? Well, he's, it's a very blurry. Him. There's a that photograph. What's the photograph? The oh, witnesses. Not, not the guy, the ex-army guy. Mm. I've not seen a photographic evidence of it. Though. That's is, the, it, is this the photograph? Is it? Can, it's it's very blurry. Can it be enlarged? Yeah, it is. Uh, Oh, what what we look? What, what's that? What do you know? Can you point where that is on the? Photo? <laughs> well, there's a little red, red circle on the top photo there. Right. I should imagine that photo below is the one that's. It, it could be blurry. It could be anything. The photograph itself is literally two point eight seven five inches or seventy three millimeters wide. The badge man is one sixty ninth of an inch in this photo. It's a very and it's a nineteen sixty fucking three black and white camera there ain't no megapixels in this is there no no. I mean that could be Bigfoot <laughs> it, it looks as, as as blobby as Bigfoot normally does so yeah blob squatch but this is where you get people saying I heard a gunshot from the grassy knoll basically and they could smell the, the good gunpowder as well couldn't no, they no not over there that was in the motorcade was it in the motorcade that was from smell. that was like in a couple of cars behind some of the passive standard people like standing on the street close by well the grassy knoll gunman could be it could be badge man it could be a man dressed as a cop it could have been any number of people if there was a shooter on the grassy knoll couldn't there well the grassy knoll there's plenty of there's plenty of suspects Mm. in this case I'd say it's Mm. the most famous conspiracy isn't it the grassy knoll I think it's probably the, the birth of modern conspiracy theory yeah. the JFK assassination it's the only time I've ever heard the word knoll as well yeah <laughs> I try to use it now though if I see a little, yeah. little hillock yeah. Yeah, look at that knoll over there <laughs> a grassy knoll <laughs> yeah. it's it's lovely, isn't it? what a lovely the grassy knoll what a view you'd have from the top of there <laughs> it's the only mm. time you've ever heard it isn't yeah. it <laughs> the good one on the grassy knoll as is a fantastic title yeah who was the gunman on the grassy knoll? Because everyone's going on Kennedy's head, going obviously backwards, it looks like mm. a frontal shot. And Kennedy's assistant, is basically his PA secretary, sorry, said, 
did the press conference after and said the president was shot in the head and he pointed to the right front bit of his head as if to say that's where he got shot which was one of the things we used to say that Oswald getting that head shot how could he have from behind why would the head behave like that plausible to me but with the different type of Kennedy well we'll get to it we'll get to that yeah I'll be coming that's next fuck it let's go for it (laughs) I was going to say I think it was JFK on the grassy knoll you can't rip off Red Dwarf, man. <laughs> Boys from the Dwarf. Boys from the Dwarf. <laughs> you two watch it. I do, but I can't quite remember the episode. Uh, they, they, they knock Oswald at the sixth story, so he has to go to the seventh. And then he goes to the fourth. Yeah, he can't get the shot away, so JFK has to shoot himself from the grassy knoll. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't JFK arrested for impeached and arrested for... Yeah, because he doesn't obviously get shot, he survives, but then he's embroiled in corruption and charges and... That's it, he's arrested and impeached. Yeah, and, and J. Edgar Hoover becomes president, doesn't he? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And the Soviets nuke America. No, they, they, the, the Cuban, they put the missiles in oh, Cuba yeah. and it's caused... Anyway, that's a Red Dwarf episode for another time. Yeah. Right. This is actually where I... I come down to I think this is what it is from the evidence that's shown within that documentary this seems like a very 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 plausible explanation of it this is of course the theory there was a negligent discharge from one of Kennedy's secret service agents it's one I personally subscribe to there's a really good documentary called JFK the smoking gun on Amazon Prime it's ballistic science I don't think you can really argue with it. Hard to, anyway, isn't it? Really hard to. And it's the theory that basically there's no mafia dons or Soviet pawns. It's just an accident. A Secret Service agent with a bad case of butterfingers. New rifle, isn't it? Brand oh. new rifle, the AR-15. So you've got a guy called George Hickey. He was the youngest Secret Service agent on the team. And bear in mind, the other Secret Service agents are incredibly hungover this morning. Yeah, they all went out on the piss and didn't get in until like 4 a.m. <laughs> and they were back up at 7. Like, to, <laughs> But we all know from any 1960s, 1950s film, a splash on the face with some cold water is enough to get you through the day. So the best case scenario, they're incredibly hungover. Worst case scenario, they're still drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hickey wasn't out on that night though. He's the only one that wasn't. Because he's the junior member, he had to stay behind and clean the car. Yeah. That was his job, usually. He just drove the president about. Yeah, he was going to be the driver, wasn't he? So why was he carrying a rifle then? Because he had the AR 15 in the rear car. It was on the floor, probably loaded one in the chamber with the safety on, I'd have Cop- thought. If something. not, he'd have certainly copped it when he grabbed it. He hears the first shot, is the theory, and that misses from Oswald. The allegedly. Sec- allegedly. This, like, the second shot <laughs> is the shot that hits Kennedy in the back, exits the throat, goes into the governor. The, that disproves the magic bullet theory, that people just say, oh, well, the bullet can't have done all that. What they never took into account, those people, is that Governor Connolly was riding lower down and to the, more to the centre of the car. He was in a jump seat. A jump seat, and if he's turning, as you can see in the film, he's turning, mm. that bullet is, bullet trajectory is completely plausible. Why yeah. did they not put that in the fucking Warren Commission? Because they weren't clever enough in them days to do all of that. This, oh, right, this, okay. this has come right, from... They must have known the seats. They must have known the position of the seats in the fucking car because they've got it. Is it the bullets going coming out of him and then doing a ninety degree turn? They have, but they do report that really badly. Yeah, yeah. the CSI only come out in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grissom would have solved Grissom. this. I was just thinking Grissom. Yeah, the thing is, all the ballistic experts and that that are around nowadays didn't have the technology they had but they, they, got the, they got the position of the governor wrong in the car they must have looked at the car and said oh we were sitting in a seat that wasn't there meant to be there that further down yeah, yeah. They didn't you're have right you are right and there's, also, no, there's no response to that the no. Warren Commission no, no, dropped a bollock they missed that. it they dropped fucking millions of yeah. bollocks yeah. They dropped, yes they did but this was a big bollock this particularly yeah. biggest bollock of all to drop 
is not knowing where the governor was sat. Yeah. Well, they missed it completely. Yeah. But future technology, we've we see it now. So there is the so this part of the theory. Oswald gets that second shot off. Did we talk about Oswald and the trajectories and all that last time? Six story. No. Yeah. No. No. Because you know you've got to get off three shots in five point six seconds. Yep. Yeah. Cars travelling about eleven miles an hour to start with. Yeah. yeah. An expert, one expert couldn't do it. The other, it took him three attempts. Yeah. But in completely calm, in completely calm scenarios, like he, he was he was doing it with a. But he got board. remember he got three shots on target. Yeah. In the fact, so yeah, but I don't think there's there's not many people out there who are going to say Oswald got all three shots on target. Mm. Apart from the Warren Commission. Apart, <laughs> apart from the Warren Commission. But anyone on half a brain knows <laughs> that bit wrong. half a brain would have known. If you could have electroclamped JFK's nipples to a car battery immediately after the shooting and said, did you get hit two times or three? He's going to go, it definitely wasn't three, that guy missed. And then he's going to... It was a shooter from the grassy knoll. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so and also, with... Oswald, it might not have been the rifle that he had. There's a dispute. I've seen photographs. There is, there is a dispute about the rifle. I've seen photographs where there's a strap on the rifle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in a different place from the ones in the photograph, the official rifle they've got, which they said he used to kill the president. The other photographs in the backyard of him holding yeah. the rifle. Right, I haven't the seen The strap is, on a, is, is completely different yeah. to the one that they've got. There's okay. some talk about like shadows and stuff points. in that as well. And his face being photoshopped on. Yeah. Or, mm. There's some talk about it, but no one's ever come about with something absolutely conclusive. The rifle is a weird one, right? Because I was, Mike told me, as oh, they, they haven't even got the proper rifle. And I was like, well, I've never fucking heard that. So I went away and did some more research. I was like, ah, the FBI and the authorities claim that it's the rifle that was found on the sixth floor of the book depository and they fired it and the shell casings had a similar dent on the neck to the ones that Oswald allegedly fired that were found on the floor. So they concluded that was the rifle. There's apparently also a print of Arnold of Oswald's on that rifle, but only a partial. So it's also, a bit of an odd one. You've got the, the bullet casings, haven't you? There's, Two well, they found three bullet casings yeah. in the sniper's nest. Two looked like they'd been fired. One was older and a bit bad. So the theory is that Oswald was using that as a what they call a chamber plug in a bolt action rifle. Keeps you put it, it in clear. there to keep the chamber clear. It keeps like it's almost like having a loaded shell in there, but stops shit getting in. Yeah, and it was but it was also about two three meters yeah, was, yeah. away from the window, whereas yeah. the other so, two shots that he potentially did get off were within like a couple of foot of the window whereas the third one this battered one yeah. was about three meters yeah, away was... from the window so that was potentially ejected before yeah. he even went to the window because that was the yeah, old yeah. one that makes sense doesn't it and that makes complete sense but so then was... again also there's no evidence that he fired a gun that day they he... did apparently test him for Gunpowder residue. There was none on his cheek. None on his, but he's a marine, and he would know to wash that off. Is my argument? He'd know he got it. He could have quite easily vis- visited the bathroom on the way out, washed his hands, washed his face, Perhaps. left the building. Mm. He would know about that. Mm. Probably so, not so easy to get away with now. So let's say that Oswald <laughs> yeah. fires two shots. One misses, one hits. Yeah, plausible. Yeah. Yep. The third shot, the kill shot, where does that come from? The head shot. On the Zapruder film, you can see Kennedy getting shot in the head, the front part of his head exploding outwards, his head jerks back. That immediately thinks everybody, everyone jumps to the conclusion that shot came from the grassy knoll, that shot came from the head of Kennedy. That is his head going backwards with the exit, yeah? Those rifles, if it's a hunting rifle with a soft slug, it's potentially because it, potential shot. That is your backup for the, the grassy knoll. If it's a soft hunting rifle bullet mm. instead of the full metal jacket, you get that explosion. The theory that says that George Hickey picked up that AR after hearing the first shot, starts waving it around, 
The second goes off. He goes, oh, fuck, the car jerks forward. Well, he heard the, he heard the gunshot from the book deposit, didn't he? Yeah. He sort of aimed it towards that way, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. But as he brings it up, yeah. his car stops. Yeah. Because Kennedy's momentarily slows down. He's just taken the, take the safety he's, off. He's, he's just taken the safety the off. Yeah. He's fallen back. And his shot comes from lower down, rear left of the bottom of Kennedy's skull, travelling upwards. And the movement we see of Kennedy's head is because they're a different type of bullet. The AR-15 fires what's called a flangible bullet. It's designed to break up on impact, shatters, sends shatters, yeah. shatters, sending fragments through the through the tissue and out the front right of Kennedy's big, head. Big old exit wound. Big old exit wound. Is that why the radiographer found like little... Lots little of little fragments. Bits. Lots yeah. of little fragments in his brain. In yeah. His brain, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The, Ken, the movement of Kennedy's head is a combination of that outburst from the front of his skull and the pushing his head back, slight acceleration of the car, but also he's in a back brace. Mm. He doesn't go, he should slump at the first shot. He yeah. should slump onto Jackie, but he can't physically slump. He's held up. Mm. I, I think this is a beautifully ironic theory because people have been driving themselves nuts with Kennedy theories for 60 years now there's 2,000 books written about this <laughs> and what if it was it's just it's the daddy of conspiracy it's, isn't a, it? it's the granddaddy of 20th century conspiracy yeah. to spiritual thought and what if there's no conspiracy apart from the cover up of the circumstances what if there is no mafia dons would no CIA it was just a tragic accident it would explain why the secret service wanted to get his body Secret Service wouldn't allow Kennedy's yeah. body to be autopsied in Texas, even though it's Texas state law. It mm -hmm. says if a murder is committed on Texas soil, the autopsy is done in Texas. Mm -hmm. They subverted that rule, saying, no, no, it's the president. It's being done in Washington. That's it. No arguments. Until they took his body out of there and gave it to a guy who admittedly, in his own words, said, I don't know what I was doing with this. <laughs> I don't do this usually. No. And when he called for a more experienced coroner to do the autopsy, they said, no, 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 you've got to do it. You'll be fine. They weren't interested, were they? No. They were going to make up their own fucking verdict. Yeah. <laughs> and there was loads of people in the room when they were doing the autopsy. Apparently, the guy couldn't really work under those yeah, conditions. He, yeah. he could he have a body made, job and yeah, did like half a, half a job. Yeah, it was one of the And lost his brain. And then someone lost his brain. Gave his brain to somebody. Oh, he gave his brain to some random dude in a suit. Who asked for it? Because Robert wanted the brain. That's right. His brother wanted the brain. And they didn't question it because it was Robert Kennedy. He's obviously sent some dudes in a suit to go and ask for his brother's brain back. Yeah, but again... Who wants their brother's brain? I know. Oh, his brother's dead. What his brain, though? He's going to cut off the top of his own skull and push JFK's in and then have his skull closed up again. I've got one and a half brains now. They clearly didn't want any of the fragments from the AR-15 bullet being found. being found so that's why all of his fucking brains were scooped up into a little bowl stuck in a little metal case and given to this top man <laughs> it basically is a top man isn't yeah, it yeah. Who, no, who's really got JFK's brain top men yeah <laughs> it, it must have been and they've took it away for obvious reasons yeah and I, th I think this is the most plausible explanation. And they when took you look, more photos as well, didn't they? Yeah, Everything. yeah. You only have to look at the trajectories of the the, the rounds fired from the upstairs window, um, and it all makes sense. And then the trajectory from where the car was within the motorcade, the car behind, it, it makes complete sense. It's the only it's the only version that does make no, sense. But then they found the bullet, didn't they? And the bullet. The shot, the 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 Oswald's bullet. Which bullet did they find that was on the stretcher? Oswald's bullet. Was that Oswald's? That was the second shot that went to his neck. That, that? Yeah. yeah, that was the one that came out of two the inches thigh. into his Apparently, thigh. a Secret Service guy later on came out with a book and said that he found that bullet, went to hospital and left it on the stretcher next to Governor Colony. Next, well, next to well, JFK. Yeah, he, yeah. he got up and left. It was it was found on a stretcher where Connolly had been. Yeah. Well, anyway, the secret service guy said he picked it up and took his ass and put it there, apparently. Why would you do that? I know, yeah. 
Weird. But if you think, okay, maybe it's a chain of evidence, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, they, well, they don't were talk about chain of evidence. They were hosing mm. his. They hosed the There's car. There's no chain of evidence in this. No, there is a chain of evidence. He might have, at least he might have been thinking about chain of evidence. Yes, yeah, he's probably the only one. <laughs> he might have been the only one thinking about it because they were hosing the car out. Ridiculous. You know, all the all the matter, all the all the brain matter, all those bits of skull. Mm. I mean, and then but then if to to counteract this theory, there's some documentation to suggest that the cops riding in the motorcade to the rear left so the shot comes from the front right said that they had brains splattered on their windshields on mm. their motorbike windshields you know the, the big tall ones yeah, yeah. still plausible because he's got very fine fragments of blood and brain flying out Proper pink so mist. flies back if the wind's coming mm. out that way it really was a pink mist wasn't it mm. don't forget people said they smelt gunpowder on yeah, at least ten people said they smelt gunpowder at street level, which shouldn't be happening. And there was the mayoress or whatever it was, the like the the governor's wife or whoever it was. It was like four cars behind. She'd said she could smell gunpowder, and there was another person within that car that said they smelt gunpowder. Yeah, which would what two cars ahead? That would make sense. Yeah, the the, the smell would still be there. Yeah. The oh, it's got three, yeah. wouldn't it? Coming with you, the wind must have come back towards them then. Mm. But then people say this one gunpowder in the grassy knoll. Yeah, that could have drifted from there, couldn't it? But the other mm. thing was, going back to the uh, rounds themselves, so the design of the rounds that the rifle had that Oswald allegedly shot, those kind of rounds aren't built for killing, they're built for just maiming they were through and through and they it. go through they keep going through until they stop flying basically yeah and they they were they were designed for war and they were designed just to get somebody shot not kill them because that's not what they were designed for they were killed they were designed to get them off the battlefield that was it purely wasn't it yeah so I mean, depending on where you hit someone obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but that was the whole point of that round wasn't it yeah it, it was big it was heavy it went through people and it left a very sort of precise hole. Nice hole. Flanger Not, bullets are designed to explode on impact yeah. and do more damage, which are hollow so, points, basically. So that ballistic side of that, in itself, it, I don't know, it's definitely out. it's definitely two different bullets. Unless yeah. you go for the grassy knoll theory that it was a softer, like hunting style bullet, which would have broke up on impact. So even this one has its attractors, but I do. Ballistically, uh, you say, watch the documentary. It's all it's laid out. It's and you're like, well, you know what? That's actually really plausible. What if there is no conspiracy? But then there are no eyewitnesses that have gone on record claiming to sin Hickey firing a shot, and the serviceman denies it himself, which he would do, wouldn't he? Although five Secret Service agents and two presidential aides reported a bullet whistling past their heads. Mm. I maintain. Uh, I, I come out that nah, part. That back, if it had come out that back car, everybody in that back car would have been like... They all knew. They all knew. They all knew. Well, Actually, they said followed him to fucking hospital like they did. It was them guys. Of the seven other people oh. riding in the follow-up. To apologise. No, no, so none of them heard a bullet whisking past their ears, but then again, you only hear the bullet that misses you. <laughs> it was... So I think we're going to do this as a three-part. We've got more conspiracy theories to come. Yeah. I personally, I, I put my balls on the fence for this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I sit. Right. My balls are on the fence. In serious danger of splinters. So yeah. You not? Oh, you you were quite adamant it was the negligent discharge. I think it's a negligent discharge. So you're not on the fence then. Well, uh, my my balls are now to this sign then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a grassy knoll person. That's my. Remember that. Have you watched that? I have, yeah. But then, like I did say, get him to agree about the Oswald shot. It's JFK and Governor Colony, though, didn't mm, I? Yeah. The magic bullet. Thing. The magic bullet. That's sadly because Jim Garrison, who's the subject of the Oliver Stone JFK film, read the one report and went, fuck, look at that, the magic bullet. And then he 
propagated that mm. theory as to why the Warren report was a load of shit. Well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. If he Without was also that... failing to check where Governor Connolly was sat. Well, you're going to take the... the yeah, Warren... exactly, but he should have gone away and done some research. He should have done, but they should have done their research. All right, fuck up, they... Can I do a small point on that magic bullet thing? Yeah. It's not unknown. I've heard about people getting shot in the shoulder and there was no exit wound and the guy died and when they when he was on the table they took off his boots and his, his one foot literally poured out the blood the exit wound was at the bottom of his foot that's not uncool I've, I've heard about that right. people getting so shot in the thigh hits the, the femur straight up through the neck yep the amount of ricochet possible and movement change from hitting mm. bones it's not un it's, it's not out of the question that that bullet did do a a nice swerve because it, is it a nice hit swerve. a few bones and it's gone into a complete different trajectory. But then again, we're also talking about a different type of bullet here. We're talking about the full metal jacket, the World War Two round, which is more of a hole, isn't it? Yeah, but it also it's, it's also gone through Kennedy at that point. And, yeah, it, there's no it's reason why, as it's gone through Kennedy, that in itself hasn't made it move. Then it's gone and hit what's his tits. And then that moved because that broke his, through his rib cage, didn't it? Yeah. And hitting his ribs, it's that that's going to have an effect on it, hundred percent. But either way, I think it lines up from yeah. what we can see on that. From what we can see and what we've come to the conclusion to, I think to end the show, we'll say we're all in agreement. Oswald definitely got that one shot on target. Yeah. That come from Oswald. Do we all agree to that? Yeah. I think so. I think so, yeah. The first two shots mm. was him, yeah. Yeah, so the miss, then the hit, mm-hmm. and then that third shot, I think, comes from the security guard. I'm not going to say it came from Oswald. I'm going to say that that shot that hit came from the book depository. Ooh. I'm not going to say it came from Oswald, because mm. I... It's not 100% guarantee it was even him that fucking made the shots. Maybe not. Let's face it. But it came from that area, yes. Interesting. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, go through the remainder of the conspiracy theories next week, but I am I am balls on that sign for that one. They're the two main theories, aren't they? They are. Mm. We'll go through the others. Mm-hmm. So, somehow we'll get aliens and Bigfoot in there. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Don't do my favourite. Don't join it, cool. Okay, Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, may the force be with you. Oh, good, Pete. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Bye.